Welcome to another week of Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. And this week on Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy is me, your host, Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. But joining me, your host, Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy, on the podcast, Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy, Zach Anderson. Hello. Thank you for having me. Now, Zach, when I got you here into the studio and I got you to test out the mic to see if sound was picking up. Yeah. You said cheese penis. Yeah, I did say that, yeah. (laughs) What motivated you and how does that inform your comedy? To say cheese penis? When you're testing a microphone. Oh, um, well, uh... Anytime I get asked, I'll just say, just say anything. I panic and can't think of anything to say. Um, And cheese penis was the first thing that came into my head. So I just said it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So so let's just say you were asked to star in the John Cusack role of the film, Say Anything. The famous film where he's standing outside the the window with the boombox and he's playing Peter Gabriel. So you're saying if you were John Cusack's role, you would be holding the boombox and instead of Peter Gabriel, it'll be playing audio of you saying cheese penis. Yeah, that's that's exactly what would happen. Is that that what happens? Yeah, that's what happens, yeah. I don't know. You sure that's what happens? I think so, yeah. Or is that an absurd proposition from me? Uh, Defend yourself, Zach. No. <laughs> I, um, no, I'd say something really cool. And, uh, I'd say something really, 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 really cool. Cooler than cheese penis. Cooler than cheese penis? Yeah. Something like, um, uh. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's like the opposite of what you're taught in self-confidence classes. <laughs> so that means you're dominating them. Hell yeah. Because they're not expecting that. They're expecting some bullshit fluff. And you're just going, ow. Uh, uh, I, bullshit fluff does never, it never comes out of my mouth. <laughs> never say it. So... How long have you been doing comedy? Um, I've been doing comedy since I was 18, which was four years ago. Four years? Oh, jeez. You're youngins. I, yeah. You're getting me so old. You can't tell how old I am right now because I'm wearing a mask, but I'm 67 years old. Wow, 67. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, well, you look good for 67. Yeah, thanks. Come on, man, Zach, fight. <laughs> D- defend yourself. You saw me without the mask as you were coming in. And you saw I'm clearly not 67 years old. That's an absurd proposition. It is, yeah, it's absurd, yeah. You gotta f- defend yourself, man. You gotta. 
Sorry, that was a bit of that anti-self-confidence class bullshit flap I was doing just there. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I've been, I started doing stand-up four years ago. Four years ago. How yeah. did that start? Tell, tell me the story. Okay, so when I was 10 years old. I thought you said you started when you were 18. Yeah, no, but this, this is sto- like a, This story is changing yeah. by the second. Yeah, so when I was 10, <laughs> my, um, my best friend Sean told me I was funny. And then eight years later, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give stand-up a try. And then I did. And um, it was fun, but it was also like I found it, I don't know, kind of like pretty – I was just like doing it my, by myself and like it wasn't as fun like all the time. Um, and also I suck at stand-up. Um, but then I started doing like sketch comedy and improv, um, which I love, so – I've been doing a lot of that for the last two years. So, improv. You ever get panicking and then you accidentally initiate a scene by saying cheese penis? (laughs) (laughs) It never happens to me on stage. For some reason, every time I step on stage, my brain decides to, to work properly. So, when you're on stage, it's almost like the real Zach gets to come out. Yeah, yeah. The cool Zach. Um comes out and then say something real funny that's not cheese penis. Like, um... Uh, Here we go. Um, the, the walls are caving in. <laughs> yep. That is pretty cool. Thank that you, That is yeah. pretty cool. I mean, the walls are caving in. What is this, an, an MC Escher painting? <laughs> yep, sounds like it, yeah. Is it? Uh, or is it Warhol? A what, sorry? Warhol. Andy Warhol. Oh, yeah, yeah. Andy Warhol looks a scream. I'm familiar with the name, but not what he does or did or anything about him. Andy Warhol had the factory. He had the factory. All the biggest underground artists would hang out there. Velvet Underground. Is he a musician? He's not a musician, (laughs) but he was friends with a bunch of artists, and that included musicians. Okay. He was an artist. He made the Campbell Soup painting. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Now I know. Yep. And uh, he filmed the Empire State Building for 12 hours. Wow, really? Yeah. That's crazy. Just, like, film? Like, what? Why? Because it's art, and anything (laughs) could be art. That was his point. He was, like, real postmodern shit. (laughs) <laughs> That's crazy. Zach, you're postmodern. Uh, yes. Do you have a show about milk? I did have a show about milk. Yeah. Um, it was a, uh, it was my very first comedy festival show. Um, and it was very very silly. It was, it was a play about a guy who loved milk a lot. Um, and his best friend was a carton of milk. Okay. Yeah, and there were Greek gods involved, and um. It was very weird. Did you get any reviews? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. I forgot to invite anyone. So. If only I forgot to invite reviewers. Yeah, well, no, because didn't you get um, a Golden Gibbo nomination? That's so cool. It's not a review. That's an award nomination. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Completely different. That's, yeah. Sure. It's an accolade. It's very, it was, yeah, that's... So sick. I wish. So you're friends with a milk carton. 
Yeah, best friends with a carton of milk. Where was I going with this? Did, did you have a jug of milk and then you drink it on stage? Yeah, um, the show ended with me um, killing the carton of milk by... By drinking, drinking it? it? By yeah. drinking it. Yeah, and I tried it, to feed him. Was it a carton or was it a jug? It was... Oh, it was a... Yeah, like a jug, but I... Yeah. It was a jug and yeah. you drunk it. Yeah, I did. And yeah. you didn't just prance up on there with a jug of milk and saying, jugs of milk is my thing. And then you not never actually do anything with the jug of milk. You know, like I, some character comedians I could name right now. Do it. <laughs> no, maybe not. Yeah. I have a gut feeling you might know who I'm talking about. Um, yes. I think so. But you go out there. This guy, he plays it safe. He has to jug of milk, which hints at danger, but he never does anything with it. But you had the jug of milk, and you drunk it on stage, and that's why I respect you, Zach. Thank you. Thank I respect you. you as an artist and a comedian. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, on the last night of the show, um, I finished drinking the first carton of milk, and as a um, my director was watching it that night, and he, he saw it on the first night, so it was like a surprise for him i pulled out another carton of milk and tried to drink that one um i couldn't get through it. i think i drank about half of it um and then almost threw up um live on, on stage how much milk did you have to buy for this run um multiple cartons a night it was a lot it was <laughs> most of the show most of i spent most of the money on on buying cartons of milk every night yeah See, that seems like a better use of money than what I used the money on. Getting cameos from celebrities and tricking them to <laughs> make endorsements for things that are in the show. That's, that's, I think that's a way better use of, of money and time. I don't know. I'm still waiting for the lawsuit from Craig McLaughlin. Oh, oh Craig McLaughlin. Oh, no. <laughs> um, who else did you get? Chappelle Corby. That's so cool. What did they? What did she say? I got her to um, endorse the world's nuclear annihilation. Yeah, so <laughs> within the context of the show. Yeah, I um, I really wanted to see your show, but it was one of the ones that I missed out on because um, Jet told me about it. Um, he said it was really cool, and I was like, oh, I have to go see it. But then I forgot to see it. Well, maybe Melbourne Fringe. It's coming yeah. back. Oh, hell yeah. I'll it's definitely. It's coming back. Are you doing Melbourne Fringe? I was going to, but then uh, the comedy festival was just so exhausting. I was like, nah. <laughs> I can't drink any more milk. Yeah. <laughs> I've, um, I've become allergic. <laughs> Imagine if you just drunk. And or eating some so much of something that instead of building a tolerance to it, <laughs> you actually built an op an intolerance to it. Yeah, I think I um I think first I built a tolerance and then it got to the point where it was too much. So they're like, all right, well you're drinking all this milk, so we're gonna we're gonna knock you down a few pegs. You're too confident. Um, and so now once again I'm intolerant. Did you have any milk left over, and so you just used it for your cereal? <laughs> No, I threw all of the milk out. It it got uh it got really really gross. 
Okay, like, sure. By the <laughs> no, I promise. By the last night, the whole room smelled like off milk. It was, <laughs> it was actually pretty disgusting. Did you get any on stage? Were you all punk rock or? There was a part in the show where uh, I, I at the start of the show, I hid a bunch of empty milk cartons under everyone's chair. And there was a part where I try and get them everyone to throw them at me. Um, and there was uh, there was a there was a bunch of parts where I, where I would like throw the milk to Jet, our friend who was also in the show, and um, sometimes the lid would open and all the milk would go on the floor. And at uh, one time, on someone's shoes. Well, shoes isn't that bad. If you've yeah. got on their shirt and pants. Yeah, that would that would be bad. Um, did you did any complain? The venue, like we we said, comedy, not Gigi Allen. They were surprisingly, um, they were surprisingly good about it. Like they didn't, um, they were just like, oh, if you spill milk, just let us know right away. Because uh, one time it spilled and I forgot to say anything, so it was just this milk stain on the on the floor. Um, but that was it, really. They didn't. Um, they were fine with it mostly. Sheesh! What is this venue? It was a it was a karaoke bar. Um, on Burke Street, and we were in the basement. It was very, very cool, very weird. It was awesome. So like a small basement. Like was, how many? How many people could it fit in? It fit like twenty-two people, like with seats. But then sometimes people would just like stand in the back. Um, and the stage was so small. I had like a, I had like a tiny little square of stage, and because it was a play, I couldn't really. Do yeah. much with that, so I had Move to like. Move around a lot. You, you, it's hard to be theatrical. Yeah, so I had spaces. to. Yeah, so I had to like um, move through the audience for some parts, and like I was coming. There was no like backstage, but there were scene transitions. So that was, uh, yeah, I had to be very, very creative with how I was using the room. Um, it, was there costume changes or? Yeah, there were costume changes um, at one point. Um. Uh, the guy who was playing Poseidon Jet, he has to put a cow costume on um, and become a cow. <laughs> so I, uh, luckily, I didn't have to change costumes. But Jet did. But Jet did, yeah, yeah. I would have liked to, but there was just no no was, space, no yeah, room. There was no way it would have worked. See, pros cons, I guess. Yeah, pros cons of a small dingy little place that allows you to spill milk yeah <laughs> honestly i think i think it worked better for the tone of the show just because it was so such a weird show i think that the room was also weird and the way that we presented it was weird so i think it worked better if we were in a like a space it was like an actual stage like a backstage and stuff so i think it worked better in the end so I asked about whether the leftover milk. Yeah. Because <laughs> I did a show years ago where I had a, cu- a jug of strawberry milk. And the thing was, it was milk, it was knowledge milk from uh, the universe's brain. Yeah. And you drink it and you become super smart. <laughs> and it was a strawberry jug of milk. And I had some leftover after the run, so I just... I was staying at a hostel. This was in Adelaide. Yeah. So I just used the jug for my cereal <laughs> each day after that. And my sketch partner, Damien Vosk, 
he won't let it go. <laughs> he always looks for any opportunity to bring it up <laughs> that I use strawberry milk, leftover strawberry milk on my cereal. That sounds, honestly, that sounds delicious. The cereal's kind of boring as it is. So anything to like make it interesting. Spice it up. Not just regular yeah. milk, just add some of that strawberry flavor. Yeah. And, and doing a fringe festival tour, and there's a lot of sugar in that strawberry milk. You've got to get yourself, like, working up. Yeah. <laughs> what um, what cereal, cereal was it? I don't, dude. I don't even remember. Yeah, because, honestly, I think it would work with any cereal, except um, maybe, like, Sultana brand. I think that would be drawing the line. But any other cereal, I think it would work great. Would it work with Vinaprits? Um, is that the just, like, the wheat? That's ones? the weight one. That's high fiber. As, uh, as long as it doesn't have like any like other sort of like fruit type nut type stuff, I reckon it would be fine. Yeah, that was the one I was thinking of just a second ago. I don't know. But yeah, that's my story. So oh, I, yeah. I, I got an iron gut. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I do as well. I, uh, yeah, I eat weird stuff all the time. One time, um, I was working at a summer camp in America and they have Cheetos over there and um, I put Cheetos in a bowl and then put milk in it and ate it like cereal and it was honestly delicious and I'm very glad I did it. Have you ever considered bringing that to the stage? Um, Is that your next show, Cheetos <laughs> cereal? Yeah, well, I want to do, um, I wanna do a, a show about sandwiches because I love sandwiches a lot. And what would that be? I don't know. <laughs> you're a you're a kiosk salesperson. Yeah. And uh, you you give out sandwiches. Yeah, I was th- I'm thinking like it's the end of the world. Sandwiches are going extinct. Something like that. I don't know. How much is food? Does food inform your comedy? Um, my sketch comedy a lot. Um, <laughs> I I love. I love making comedy about stuff I'm passionate about, and most of the things I'm passionate about are f- is food. As, as it should be. I yeah. mean, you need it to live and to be healthy and all that. Yeah, yeah. I used to constantly make a mess of places because I involved a lot of grotesque use of food and <laughs> drink in my shows. Hell yeah. But ever since I introduced the, the mask, it's very hard. <laughs> it's very hard to put stuff down your mouth without yeah. ruining the mask either. Is that why you wear the mask so you don't get in trouble for spilling food? Because no one knows who did it. No, I can't even do it unless <laughs> I want to make my mask like a mess. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So in any, it's kind of a blessing for like venue owners when like, don't, don't make a mess at the stage. Don't make a mess at the stage. Do what you want. Just please don't. <laughs> don't make a mess. Don't yeah. make the audience uncomfortable. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I was... I was super worried about spilling milk everywhere, and lucky I only did it a little bit. But I was like, I was, fr- I was like, oh, if I spill milk everywhere, I'm gonna get like blacklisted from every other venue, and I've got, <laughs> my comedy career will be done. Zach, Zach, that won't get you blacklisted, or as we say on this show, brownlisted, if yeah. you <laughs> deliberately threw the milk on an audience member. Maybe. Yeah. And that's a story that's come up on this show. I threw an orange oh. in my TV show. Was it um? Was it peeled or um, no? Just yeah. It was it was 
full orange. Yeah. I threw it at an audience member. I think it hit the, one of the heads. Oh, my God. How did they react? Well, I got brown listed. <laughs> <laughs> so a brown listing, Zach, yeah. is when you're still allowed to participate in the festival via paying for a slot, but you just won't get any opportunities from the festival. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. <laughs> yeah. But I assume I'm off to brown list now because they considered me for an award. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. I would assume. Unless it was like a prank. <laughs> my imposter syndrome is so bad. Let me just take my mask off so you know I'm sincere. My imposter syndrome is so bad. I still think like, well, was it a prank? What, what was what's going on with that? Why did I get the nomination? Uh, Why did he do this? <laughs> yeah, no, that's me. Whenever um, whenever I get given an, an opportunity or like a or praise, I'm like, that wasn't. Yeah, just no, nah, I don't deserve it. But you know what? We do deserve it. We, I, I think you. Yeah, I I'm, think you should do that. End of the world sandwich show. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd like to. Yeah. I think, yeah. Maybe it's a nuclear wasteland and you grow the sandwiches from your nipple or something. That's, yeah, that's very good. Because, yeah, that's cool. And it would fit with, um, it would fit with my last show because there was a, because in my, in my show I became, I was given, given the power of God of milk and I had the ability to shoot milk from, from my nipples. <laughs> Anyone can shoot milk from a nipple, Zach. Yeah, but I could do it on command. On com- Oh, so yeah. to Katy Perry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, she's a California girl. Are you a California girl? I would like to think so. Oh, we all like to be something, Zach. Yeah. I would love, I would love to, I want to do, I want to move to California and do improv there. Uh, That's my dream. What's what? What's your goal? UCB uh, groundlings. Groundlings. Yeah. See, I I brain farted on the rest of the improv theaters. <laughs> Second City. Yeah, um, now now it's coming to me. Improv Olympics. <laughs> that'll sound good. On the, in I reckon that'll sound really cool. In the um, in the episode, just a lot of ASMR. Where do you do improv currently? Uh, um, I do it at the Improv Conspiracy Theatre, or uh, just off Burke Street. What is the conspiracy? The conspiracy is that nine um, eleven was wasn't scripted. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> was that the improv conspiracy? <laughs> that's the conspiracy. Yeah, no, it's, 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 I love it there. I've been there for a year and a half now. Um, and I just finished all the classes there and now I'm, I'm part of the ensemble and it's, uh, I spend every four nights a week there and it's great. I love it. You on a house team? You on a Harold team? Yeah, but, I just, uh, Zach? I am. I just got, um, I just got offered a spot a week ago. It was last Friday, I think. Did you get that imposter syndrome? I did, yeah. I was like, I didn't deserve this. No. Oh, okay. oh there you go, Zach. <laughs> believe in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm very excited for it. I'm very, very excited because it was my um. It was one of my goals for like, it was one of my goals for next year, and it happened this year. So I'm like, 
Got to oh, get yeah. a new goal. Yeah, mate. Well, my new goal is to um, cast member on SNL. <laughs> that's the next step for me. Okay, that's going to take all. <laughs> nah, it's the next step. It's the next step. It's the next step. You go from improv conspiracy to SNL. Yeah, uh, Lord Michaels is coming to my first Herald night, so I'm very excited for that. He's flying over from yeah. New York. Yeah. <laughs> to I, uh, Melbourne to see... To see me, yeah. I come here to see uh, Zach. That's a very Aunt good impression. Anderson, I'm just gonna just wanna see him show it the improv conspiracy. See if he's um worth it. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll um he'll of course um love it and then I'll be cast in season um Whatever. Forty nine. Because I assume forty eight's already been Organized. What 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 season is it in? Right. So they just finished season forty-seven. Um, okay. Season forty-eight will be coming up next month. Yeah, next month I think. So, season season forty-nine. That's that's the goal. Yep, that's what I'll be on. <laughs> okay, manifest your destiny. Yeah. Who is who will be your character? What's your bit? What's your you going to do update or you you're a wacky character? You got to be a wacky character. Yeah, I, I reckon. Yeah, I'd love to do like. Um, characters on Weekend Update. I wouldn't want to host Weekend Update. Um, no, but could anyone do better than Colin Jost? Seth Meyers and Amy Poehler and Tina Fey and Jimmy Fallon. But <laughs> you, ign- you, uh, <laughs> you ignore all that, Earth people. <laughs> could anyone do it better than Colin Jost? Ignoring all those people? No. <laughs> Ignoring <laughs> Norm MacDonald. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Norm Macdonald. Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn. Um, who am I forgetting? Uh, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. I, I didn't like Chevy Chase. Well, no one does, so. Yeah, but. You like, fit, refit right yeah. in. <laughs> no, but I didn't like him before it turned out he was a bad dude. You just didn't like his comedy. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get it. Um, but. He fell over. Yeah, but like he fall over. Yeah, cool. <laughs> he fall over. He They're, tall, yeah. handsome man fall over. Yeah, you know what? Now that you've put it that way, I don't know what I was thinking. He's hilarious. He's a just a tall, handsome man fall over. Yeah, it's why he didn't get Community. He was just looking at those scripts and saying, "Dan, Dan Harmon, why aren't I falling over? <laughs> yeah. That's the funny stuff. I don't get these quips." Yeah, that's why he left. <laughs> and I get all these witty quips. Can I just fall over? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that's yeah. what he did. He, he took all that cocaine. Yeah. You got the. You got the. You got the booger sugar. Yeah. I um. Zach. I, Zach. You gotta stay away from the booger sugar. Oh no, never. That's like the one thing I won't ever do. And when they do those end of the night rap parties, everyone's sharing those. That sharing the booger sugar. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the one type of sugar you do not want, Zach. No. And you oh. need someone to bring with you in New York to help keep away the booger sugar. So when Keenan Thompson comes up to you and says, here's a plate full of cocaine, Zach. We all share this cocaine as a team building exercise. Someone's nostril has to be the backup man, so to speak. Yeah. And I think it should be me. (laughs) So I'll come to New York with you and I can... Sort of right off your coattail, so to speak, but I'll be taking all that booger sugar 
Thank you. Into my nostril. Thank you. I, pr- I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, now, I, don't do it for the money. No. Money's not the motive. I do it for the booger shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to, because I won't be. <sighs> sure, reboot Mad TV. Oh, was that the one with all the music videos and stuff? Or am I thinking of something else? I think you're thinking of something else. Yeah. Mad TV was the competitor to Saturday Night Live. Oh, yes. Yep, yep, yep. The only real competitor, and even that, they weren't necessarily in the same league. Yeah. Well, I. Kim Pill got their start there. Yeah. I've. Uh, Mad TV is like the one sketch show I haven't seen. Okay. Name all the sketch shows you've seen. Okay. Um. SNL. SNL, sure. <laughs> um, uh, uh, no, uh, I've seen, um, oh, and now I can't think of any of the names. What's the one with, um, Bob Odenkirk and, um, um, oh no, uh, it starts with an M, I think, as well. Um, it's on binge. Uh, with Bob and David. The other one. Mr. Show. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> show. That's, um, oh, Big Train. Here we go. The sketch show. Um, uh, fast forward, uh, classic Australian. Yeah, full uh, frontal. Full frontal. I've totally seen. full frontal. Yep. Um, uh, uh, oh, there was one um, that the Lonely Island pr- were producing. It was three women. It was called uh, pa- uh, Party Over Here. Party Over Here. Um, uh, the the very short lived um, Lonely Island sketch pilot that was called. Oh no, it was called, um, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, do I know what you're talking about? <laughs> no one Is that it. the name of the show? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, oh my God. I'm the, I actually am Damn, man. very ashamed. I think you should leave. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that's, um, that's one of my, yeah, I love, I think you should leave. I well, am, no, I'm actually so saying, much. I think you should leave. Oh, okay. You can't name any other yeah. sketch show. I think. You should leave. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. No, well, I can't remember what it's called. I love sketch comedy. It's my, it's like, it's my, uh, it's my favorite thing to do and perform and write. It is quite good. Yeah. It's the best. But does it cut to the heart of the soul of man? Like stand up. Think of it, the modern day philosophers. What did you say, sir? The modern-day philosophers. Yeah. Stand-ups. Yes. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. The modern-day philosophers. Yeah. Stand-up comedy. Yeah. I completely agree. The modern-day philosophers. Crystalia. <laughs> Dan Cook. <laughs> Jeff Ross. Oh. Louis C.K. <laughs> Horatio Sands. <laughs> no, not Horatio Sands. All modern day philosophers. Yeah, well, if Stand they're... Stand yeah. <laughs> Well, philosophy, it's going downhill if that's the case. Well, a lot of philosophers were Greek. Yes. And a lot of Greeks, well known for doing the Greek, are little boys. Yep. That's so it, they yeah. were always problematic. Yeah. And that's why... There's nothing wrong with those people I just listed to being modern-day philosophers. 
That's a valid point. Have I tied you up into a moral knot right now that you don't know where to come, <laughs> yeah. come out of it? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when you know the podcast is working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. I'm just, sorry, I'm just doing a, a, ASMR right now. <sighs> I think a lot about ASMR, like, all the time. You got an elastic face? Do I have an elastic face? An elastic face. You do the sketch comedy. Oh. How's your style? You do big, you do big, you move around, you're physical, or yeah. you're more deadpan, like, uh, no, that's how a deadpan sounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no, I do a lot of, like... Yeah, pretty physical stuff. Um, uh, lots of characters, lots of like absurd. I play a lot of kids, like a lot of my sketch comedy. I'm, I'm, I'm a kid a lot. Like I play a child. Oh, like the kids in Kids? The, like the kids in the film Kids? Um, I've never seen the movie, but I assume so. Telly? Yeah. Tally. Telly. Is Telly one of your characters? Um, the kid from Kids? Yes. Oh, so what you're saying is you're like 12 years old and you're all about just taking girls' virginities, but you don't wear a condom and you got AIDS, so you just spread AIDS to everyone. You, you, you have, Is that you? Is that your character? Doesn't sound that funny to me. Yeah, what have I done? <laughs> no, I play, um, I play a lot of... Casper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, You're a Casper guy? Casper, yes. Casper, the dopest ghost? Yes, he. I do love Casper. Casper from the film Kids? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> What's Casper like? Who I'm... rapes Chloe Savini's character at the end of the film? Come on, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Casper from Casper the Friendly Ghost. Oh. That Casper, not the other Casper. You know what? I'm none of the kids from Kids. <laughs> okay. Not even Rosario Dawson? Uh, I'm just going to... No, I'm just going to say no. What? She went to, with her friend to get an SDI check, and she was fine. Yeah, that's... Um, and that's it. That's her role in the film. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah, wow. She comes out the best, really. <laughs> How long was she in the movie for? Oh, God. I think she was in it for, like, one scene. And what did that do for the overall story? It... <sighs> It told me that she slept around a lot, but she was disease-free. That, well, that's good. But Chloe Zavini, I'm not saying that name right, I know it. She only slept with one person, but then she got the AIDS. So it doesn't matter how promiscuous you are. You can be clean, you can be uh, acquire an infection, a disease like AIDS. Yeah. That's a good life lesson. Uh, it's a life lesson, you know? Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Yep, no. Well, you learn something new every day. And today, I did not learn that because I already knew. Yeah, but just think, you're in, living in 1995. Yeah. And you go to see Larry Clark's brand new film, Kids. Yeah. Written by little upst, upstart Harmony Corinne. Yeah, I'm there. And you're seeing the film for the first time, and yeah. it blows your mind. This is what teen kids in 90s New York are, are doing? This is a bit worrying. Yeah. Wait, how, bit... How, how old am I in this 
situation, you reckon? Probably early teens. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sweet. So you're seeing New York teens and how their day-to-day lives put to film. So they just skate around or a bunch of skater punks. They're starting fights with people. They're drinking. They're smoking. And not even just getting scratching the surface of all the AIDS. Wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. I'm going to watch this. <laughs> you've really you've really intrigued uh you've re- I, yeah i've never even heard of this movie and now it's like i'm desperate to see it well that was the point of bringing you on oh sweet was that, yeah hell yeah so i can paint a picture is that is that why you started this podcast to get more people to watch kids the movie to watch more to watch more of the works of harmony Creek. <laughs> Who then became a director, he directed the film Spring Breakers. They wear pink balaclava in oh. that. That inspired me. Wait, Harmony. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. Harmony. Is he the guy that did that weird movie? That was like a- yes, he is the guy that did the weird movie. He was like banned from one of the talk shows. Uh, David Letterman. Yeah. Because he was high on crack. Yeah. Oh, I remember reading about him like years ago. And then I watched one of his interviews on, on, on David Letterman. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not watching any of his movies, but now I'm going to watch kids, maybe. I'll see. Well, he just wrote it. He didn't direct it. This oh, okay. is his first film. It's yeah. not a film he wrote and directed. Okay, yeah. I've heard um, scary things about the thing, the movies he's directed. Like, there's a lot of fucked up stuff on them. Sure. Well, what's <laughs> fucked up about the film Trash Hunters, for example? <laughs> a film where they're putting on old man, old people makeup and masks Going around humping trash. Um, What's wrong about that? What's fucked up? Look, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of something, but I can't. Seems, seems great. Seems completely normal. Grandma teaches a young kid about how you sneak a razor blade into an apple. Is that in the movie? That's that in, in the film Trash Humpers. <laughs> what? I, yeah. oh. This once again become the Harmony Korean podcast, <laughs> where I talk about Harmony Korean films. It was threatening to become the Stevie Chorderman podcast, where I constantly bring up that in, that review he gave of me. Now it's gone back to Harmony Korean. Oh, is that the guy who does really um, harsh reviews of people? Well, uh, yeah, the, he, he's, he's just angry. It wasn't some mothers do have him. God damn it, this podcast is becoming the Stevie Chorlman podcast again. <laughs> um, God damn it. Guy was 90 years old. He has an ironed lung. He was hacking and coughing everywhere. He's about to die. That's why he's so angry. Oh, my God. He hit a 90. You got a review from a 90-year-old? A 90-year-old who had an iron lung. He was wheeled into the show. Wait, really? Yes, he oh was wheeled God. into the show. Was that for this for this last one that you just yes. did? Yes. That's so cool. Do you think this is real, Zach? What I'm saying? Or is this a put-on? I have no idea. I have no idea. Man, that's how the, we know the podcast is working. <laughs> I, uh, I'm just like, I spend, so, I spend so much of my time having like absurd conversations with people, like in improv scenes that I've completely lost all... Um, uh, gouge of what's normal and what's yeah, not. Yeah, I've got no idea. I don't. I don't know what's real. <laughs> well, I tell you, there's nothing more real than Stevie Chalderman coming in with an iron lung, hacking and coughing, 
and being okay with drunk Bergens heckling the welcome to country. <laughs> oh, no. That part is real. That last part. That last part. Drunk Bergens heckled the welcome to country the night I had that reviewer in. Oh, of course I did. And when that happens, it does make you go a bit, I don't think I want to perform to this audience. Yeah, it's really it's really telling how the audience reacts, like when the lights first go down or whatever, like the, when the show's about to start. That's when you know if it's going to be a good show or not. What worst worst show you had? Um, worst show you had during the run? Oh, oh okay. Well, uh, well there, well there was one night where only two people came because I forgot oh, to happens. tell. That I forgot to tell. It was like an extra show I added, and I forgot to tell anyone <laughs> about it. Of course. Um, but that was actually a lot of fun. So it wasn't that one. I reckon maybe, uh, maybe my. Th- Sec- oh, my second show. Because my second show, um, like, there were, like, three seats that hadn't been sold. So it was, like, it was going to be a really full crowd, and I was really, really excited. Because my first show, there were only four people there. So this one, there were going to be, like, 19. Um, and then, like, no one, like, half of those people just didn't show up. And everyone who did sat in the very back. So it looked like there were, again, like four people in the crowd. And it was very disappointing because I was expecting, because like 19 people bought tickets and it was like a 22-seat room. And I was so excited. And so, yeah, that... um, (laughs) That's the thing, right? Buying a ticket to a show and not even turning up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you have respect for the money you wasted? Well, I mean... At least see where that money's gone to. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad I got their money, but... At the very least. Yeah, at the very least. I you could some... buy more booger sugar for me yeah, to sniff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in New York. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm... Yeah, that's... I've been setting it aside all these months. I've got a, um, a bank account just for that. Yep. Best show. My best show, um... Well, it, it was either the second last one or the last one because the last one sold out and we added extra seats and those got filled up. And then there were people like just standing. There was like a crowd of people standing in the back and it was so full that it, and because the show, we were doing it sort of around the audience, it actually became very hard to to do. And there was a lot of like tripping over people's legs. Um, and so that was... Like, really, really fun um, because there were so many people there. Um, but then, I don't know. I don't know if that was my favourite or my second last one was the favourite because my best friend's family came on the second last one. And there's a part in the show where um, I get someone from, from the crowd to come up and beat me with a pool noodle. Oh, yeah, I've done that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's learned from the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I made them, I don't know if it was a mistake, but I gave the pool noodle to my best friend and he came uh-huh. up and beat the shit out of my face. Like, and just one side of my face and um, just as high as he could again and again into this side of my face. And that was like halfway through the show. And so for the rest of the show, I couldn't feel this side of my face. And the audience was like genuinely scared for me. Like during that, there was a lot of like gasping and like, (laughs) no. (laughs) And, um, 
And as my character, I have to be like, hit me harder. I can take it. Keep going. And um, I was in a lot of pain the whole time. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure. But it was, I don't know, it was kind of, it was pretty funny. So I don't know if that was my favorite show or the last one. I got beat with a pool noodle once. Yeah. It's part what, of a bit. Hell yeah. What was, the, what was the context? Well, I brought the audience, an audience member up to be a part of a high school drama that I've written. Yeah. So they were reading off a script and it's, 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 it's wacky. It's absurd. Yeah. Turns into a pool noodle fight. (laughs) Certain points, this was years ago and I had old crappy glasses. I got smacked so hard, like more than a couple times did my glasses fly off and break. Oh, could you like see without them or was it? Like, I can see yeah. without him, you know, up to a certain point. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that sucks. Because glasses aren't cheap. They're not. No, I used to wear glasses. I don't anymore, but they're expensive. What a sellout. <laughs> Why don't you wear glasses anymore? Um, uh, well, I probably need to, but like, it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh... I used to wear them from, like, age baby to age 10, and then I stopped. And then I got them again when I was, like, 14, and then just wore them for... Didn't like how I looked with them, and then stopped, and then I never got them again. And that's my that's my journey of history with wearing glasses. And that's the hero's journey. Yeah, that's my hero's journey. So yeah. Joseph Campbell, <laughs> you wear the glasses because you need them. Yeah. Then you seek to go out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So you take off the glasses. Yeah. And your eyes, they're getting a lot of power. <laughs> so you return to the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Without ever needing those glasses again. Yeah. Forever changed. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Well, although I do, I love wearing glasses when I'm playing characters because it's such just such an easy way to differentiate between people i love it now it's an easy way to differentiate between your 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 fake self and your real self what pink balaclava yeah that's yeah yeah so what yeah they're going uh no go on Uh, i just think zach defend yourself (laughs) (laughs) um i think it's really i think it's really cool i love the pink balaclava i love it it's cool i wish i had thought of it but it's been taken it's been taken. Yeah. I mean, you know, rock bands. What, sorry? You know, in rock bands, I mean, that, the gimmick has been done again and again, but no one does it in comedy. Yeah. No one. Oh, do you know that guy? Um, do you know Channel 5 News on YouTube? Yes. The, yeah, there's a guy that wears a balaclava all the time on that, but he's wearing a balaclava because he's a criminal <laughs> and doesn't want to reveal his identity. Like, he's an actual criminal. Like, he's a gangster or something. And so he can't, like, show his face. Well, some people say I'm, like, a comedy criminal. Yeah. And I commit the crime of... aggressively impenetrable anti-comedy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, sweet. Well, sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, Zach! Zach! Yes? You got anything to plug? Um... Uh, 
Um, I do improv. Um, yeah, I, I do improv. Yeah. What makes you so special? Where do you do improv? I do it at the improv pit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Hell yeah. Pit's um, where it's at. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I do it at the improv conspiracy. And, um, and the conspiracy is that 9-11 wasn't scripted. Yeah, that's what they say. Is that what they say? That's okay. what they say. Okay. Um, yeah, but I do shows there all the time. Um, When's your next show? My next show is on Sunday. I'm doing, I'm doing two prov, which is yeah. improv with another person. You would know that. Who's who's the other person? The other person is Matt Young. Okay. Who is who was my teacher in uh, when I first started doing improv? So when I think of two prov, I think of Middle Ditch and Swartz. Yeah. So I think, which one of you is the creepy sex guy, and which one of you is the likable guy? <laughs> uh, both of us are the likable guy. Okay, but you need a middle ditch. Um, Don't you? The middle ditch is. Um, the yeah. The middle ditch is the like yeah, the yeah, characters go. we keep mentioning, go on. but never play. Like you know, when you like bring up a character, but we don't ever see that character. That's who middle ditch is. Yeah, but that's what I'm doing Sunday. Um, it's at 7.30 at the Improv Conspiracy Theatre. Zach Anderson, thanks for coming on to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. And watch as I end this podcast. Okay. I'm going to do a scene wipe. I'm going to run across the podcast studio and then bam, it's over. Hell yeah. Are you going to do it? Let's just say I did it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. no, one, no one can actually see what, what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I'm doing it right now, Zach. Yeah, I blocked you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm doing it right now, Zach. Yeah, no, you are. You are now. I'm doing yeah. it right now, Zach. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can hear me clearly. You're running really fast. I'm running really fast. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen someone run so fast. Yeah. There you go. Thank you for having me on. Cheese penis, right? Yeah, I said that. <laughs>